It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. To infinity and beyond! Get off, Napoleon. Make yourself a dang quesadilla. I know kung fu. This is one doodle that can't be undid, Holmes Gillett. Grab my axe. This should be open, because it's civil rights. This is the 90s. You're going to need a bigger potion. 1.21 gigawatts! I'm going to make this pencil disappear. Gucci! Welcome to the Kendall Cast Movie Roundtable. I'm your host, Kendall. With me, as always, is Ian. Hey, guys. Jeff. How's it going? And Nick. Hello. And uh, today we are talking about... Uh, Down Periscope from 1996, starring Kelsey Grammer and uh, the guy from Halt and Catch Fire and the and Harlan Williams and oh and this is and uh, uh, Rob Schneider Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider not playing Rob Schneider Bruce right. Dern William H Macy Rip Torn yeah. There's so many good actors in great. there. I don't know his name. Great but the guy from every 90s comedy you've ever seen. Like the the radio or not the radio guy, but like the intercom guy, who made the that's whale Har- Harlan Williams. Okay, because yeah. I've seen him in all kinds of different nineties comedy yeah. movies. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually I had to look it up. I was like, what has he been doing for the last twenty years? He's been doing mostly voice work. Uh, I mean, which makes sense fits. because because he does like sound effecty stuff. Yeah. Even Patton Oswalt has one line. Yeah. Right, I saw that. I'm like, is that Patton Oswalt randomly in the? He's scene? in the scene many many times. He just right, only yeah. says one just has thing. The one line. That's cool. All right, why'd you why'd you pick this movie, Nick? Uh, because this is basically uh, my nostalgia movie. Like I said uh, last month, I'm pretty sure this is the reason you drew me in a sailor suit for the uh, on, on our little logo yep. thing. Uh, yep. Just because I made you watch this movie so many times. I only watched it once. Oh, okay. Then, I mean, I watched this movie probably a hundred times as yeah. a kid because... It was just one of those movies that we got like from the library, and my parents did not know what it was. <laughs> but once they let us watch it one time, they could not let us watch it again. So it's, it's just one of those pure nostalgia movies for me. Uh, almost nobody has ever heard of this movie. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that's necessarily for a bad reason, because it is a little questionable uh, whether <laughs> anyone should watch it. But I always try to make as many people watch this movie as possible, and most people enjoy it. It's great. It's the movie's great. I, I I don't. I mean, like if you're talking about if you're talking about a uh, comedies from the mid '90s, like as far as like being problematic. I mean, there's there are there are maybe two or three jokes in this in this movie that I think are are legitimately problematic. Other other, but other than that, I mean, even you know, there's there's one there's the one scene with uh, where they steal the the female. Uh, crew person's uh, uh, underwear and shrink her clothes and do the, like, the played up the sexiness thing. Uh, but first of all, like, the movie is like, that is not appropriate. Like, yeah. like I think, I think, you know, your star, the star of the movie, the protagonist of the movie is like, that is not, that's not cool. And, but, but uh, far, far worse was his joke when she first boarded. When he thought oh, she was a stripper. Oh, when he thought she was a stripper? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that pretty bad. Very cringy. Yeah. See, I that's interesting. I I mean I think that the I think that the other I, I thought that the other it was it cringe maybe cringy cringy but not necessarily as problematic. Mm. Um It was it was kind of a check on his character too, because it was clearly like this guy is an asshole. It was it wasn't necessarily like this is completely okay. It was more like this is a problem yeah. with himself that he has to come to deal with. Yeah, it's almost like it was a, like I would argue it's almost like a misdirect because for the first half of the movie, it sets it up like this main character is not only like an asshole but also like stupid and incompetent, right? But then through the through the course of the movie in the second half, you actually realize he's not incompetent. Yeah, he's that, brilliant, that's, that's right? one of the like, things I noted about this movie. Maybe one of the main things I want to say it sort of, like, failed to deliver on him being the character they set him up to be. Like, he mm. was supposed to be this this screwball that yeah. wasn't fit for uh, leadership and passed over for promotion. But then as soon as he got his crew, 
he was the straight man for basically the rest of the movie. He mm-hmm. outsmarted the other submarine captains. He proved leadership qualities. Like, it kind of missed. Well, the, the only kind of screwball thing he did after that was the uh, walk the plank the pirate scene. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was also the uh, the beard up fisherman scene where he, he but came even up with that, this crazy plan. To, it, but uh, even that genius, plan was right. a brilliant plan guess, that successfully deceived his I enemies. guess I never, I didn't think of it as, I didn't think of him as, like, we're supposed to think that he is this this screwball who's a what's it it's that the one admiral doesn't like him yeah. because he's a because he's he you know thinks outside the box he, he he doesn't fit within the within the parameters of what you would expect yeah. somebody to be in right in he's, the, he's unconventional the in the navy which is not known for its uh ability to think off, outside the box yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of I kind of went that direction too because I feel like the movie slowly reveals it's not that he's an idiot it's just that he's misunderstood by like the top brass in the navy right they don't they don't right. understand his value they they don't understand like what he can bring to the table because they just have him pegged incorrectly based on surface and surface he has level screwed stuff. up before he has yeah <laughs> it doesn't always go well for him but and you see that foiled with the the captain from the other submarine right who's just like the most like down to earth or like like down straight to business straight lace doesn't leave him like swearing yeah like he's just like there's no there's nothing unconventional about him right he's by the book you know go through everything whereas i think that's an interesting and i mean this this is somebody i mean he is a character who they they eventually you know they who has been kind of the number two on a nuclear sub yeah uh so he you know he's put in he's put in the work he has the training um and uh, and he has he's co- he's he's competent to a degree um and even i i actually really liked that uh the early scene you know after he hits the golf ball which is freaking classic i loved it uh <laughs> that's but shot. that but that's the scene where where um the guy from Fargo no that's not the guy from Fargo William H Macy William H Macy is he in Fargo uh, I've never I, don't I don't know. I don't, anyway, I don't know. Anyway, where William H Macy is like, kind of like reprimanding him, and you know, he, it's like he doesn't know how to, how to You can tell that he has some respect for this guy, and and you know, he's like, you know, I have to, you know, I like you, but I have to let people know when you do stuff that's wrong. You know, yeah. I feel like his his character is is a really is a really uh, uh, nuanced, and then you know, he's like, well. Apparently, actually, no. You you do have a career. Uh, I, 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 oh man! Was, and then that's why they decoded it twice. Right. That's <laughs> why they decoded it twice. It was a very it was a really good line. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like. But yeah, you could have. I guess with the, with with Officer Blake, I think is her name. Uh, you could the like the whole movie could have been. Was it Blake or Lake? Lake, Lieutenant Lake. That's right, Emily Lake. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the whole movie could have been people trying to get into her pants, and it was not. Hmm. Uh, and it was, and there was, there was not even. Also, like ninety nine point nine percent of movies would introduce the the female, the female character, and she would be a romantic interest. And I thought that was really that was really uh, interesting that they did, it was not a romantic. But she, she still kind sort of, of was like at the end. She, yeah, came she, on. she rewards yeah. him with a kiss, which I agree or, is a problematic. Which, which is problematic. And then I don't at know. the end, he walks away with his hand like yeah, on like, her shoulder. It's very like I would argue it is that is sexist, but it's pretty normal for the time period, right? Like it's, that kind of thing is pretty common in the '90s movies. Yeah, I think it's more right. about the movie, just being yeah. a movie, and there's like a certain amount of that expected, right? Like, but like I, I wish there would be a movie where there's just like a prominent female character who's valued for her skills and competencies, and that's just the end of it, right? Like Dread. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that wasn't but, what this movie was. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not saying that this movie is like <laughs> yeah. is like the most progressive thing ever. Of course, yeah. But I'm but I'm saying like 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 we preface, you know, Nick kind of prefaced this as like suggesting that it's that it's that it might be prop like that the film itself might be problematic and i would say there are a lot of other films that we've watched that are more problematic than this right like i said it's a typical 90s movie right like i don't think it's any more problematic than another movie. i I think i mean i think i think probably shawshank redemption had as much as many problematic (laughs) problematic aspects of it now whether this, I, I liked this movie better than Shawshank. <laughs> there it is. Whether it's whether it's objective, that is the hot take for the. That is the, the hottest thing. of takes, man. <laughs> but, 
but uh, like I just I liked their I liked their kind of like mentor mentee relationship. Sure. And I think even the kiss, it didn't come across as a romantic kiss to me. It came across as like a as like a like she's like just kind of overwhelmed with feeling and and wants to and you know wants to show her appreciation somehow. Um, I mean, I kissed Nick just the other day when I had that feeling. So I mean, I, mean I, <laughs> I that was. I would a say. I would say. Okay. <laughs> well, I would say that there were there were definitely are platonic female friends who I have had over the years. They never gave me a kiss, but they give me a big hug, like in that same with that same spirit of energy. And I think, I think there probably are. Uh, uh, especially you know in different contexts and stuff there probably are people who have that kind of relationship who could do a you know like a quick peck just to show show affection now it's i'm not you know i mean we're uh, you know zooming in but bottom line i mean she is not a love interest certainly certainly he is not obsessing over her that's not her primary role yeah Yeah, and that is not her primary role yeah that's not her Her, primary role her arc is in gaining confidence By being put put in a position of uh, in a pressured mm-hmm. yeah. position, mm-hmm. it's actually by... really well done in my opinion because like her arc is really well done where she gets her confidence, but it's 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 also another way to reveal just how competent he is, right? Mm-hmm. Because he was pretending to not know what he was doing, just so that he can coax her into stepping up and give the directions. And then later on, you find out he knew what he was doing the whole time yeah, and he was right. just pretending, right? And so I thought that was brilliant. In a very in a very high stakes yeah. situation too. He yeah. rolled the dice and it was it was in character, right? It was fitting with the yeah. kind of yeah, person yeah. That I really he is. I really liked I really liked his his character mm-hmm. in this. And um, another thing is another thing that I that I loved about this movie is um I have is Kelsey Grammer we all see him as Frasier. Right? Oh, yeah. Maybe we hear oh, him yeah. as Sideshow Bob. <laughs> um, those two, though. Just those two. I didn't... I, w- I was not distracted by that in this movie at all. He was... He was his own character here. He did not have that... Yeah, that, like... Yeah, I mean, the Frasier crane above it all, whatever. Uh, he, he, was, he was definitely playing somebody different. And also, Rob Schneider, like... I'm, I'm used to him being in these Adam Sandler movies... Sure. And 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 literally playing the same character every single time, mm-hmm. and he was playing uh, something closer to like what he would what he would the types of characters he would play in Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. One of my all time favorite Saturday Night Live skits. I'm pretty sure it's Rob Schneider. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it might not be, but he's um he's he's uh, he's a street musician, which you know I did my time street musicianing, so that's you know relatable. But he's singing a song and he's like. Oh, I'm so homeless. Please give me money. <laughs> oh, you know, and then so somebody gives him a, a change, and he's like, "What? What are you doing? I'm an artist. I'm not here for the money. Take your money back." And then, and then the guy, and then he starts playing again. He's like, "No, actually, I'm not really an artist. I really need money. Please give me money." That's you know, and, and that's and it's that like you know that joke over and over for ten minutes, but like this was that Rob Schneider, like like he was. I don't know. He he was uh, he was doing something, doing something different, and and maybe not. Maybe it didn't always land, um, but uh, but hit. But his performance I thought was really fun. Um, and then yeah, Harlan Williams, freaking Sonar, right? Yeah, with the, you know he just dropped he just dropped to forty five cents, <laughs> right? That that forty five cents joke was one of the. Three jokes that I laughed at in this movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Now All right. you got to tell that, us the other two. That one's good. Yeah. <laughs> but like, and then he goes and does the does the, you know, they set up you know perfect foreshadowing. Yeah. Like you know that he does the whale, the whale noises. Now I will say that the 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 pantomiming before it didn't totally it lasted land a little for too me. long. Yeah. yeah, it lasted a little too long, and uh, and the guy from Halt and Catch Fire whatever his name is, uh, didn't necessarily need to be in that, in that moment. But, uh, but that was, but I really, I really liked him just doing the over the top, uh, whale noises. And yeah, where's, where's Harlan? Why isn't Harlan Williams in a, in a movie every year? Like he's, he was, you're right. He was everywhere in the nineties. Right. He was in rocket man. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Oh my gosh. I'm Call me mommy. Yeah. All right, Ian, what are the two other places that you uh, laughed at? I'm trying to find them in my notes. I made sure to write down all three of them because, <laughs> because they me, were so far Let between. me just emphasize, uh, I was blown away by the performance of, uh, and I can't remember his name, The the uh, he, he plays, Ni- the character is Nitro. 
Toby Huss. I just oh. looked it up Toby, because I didn't remember. Yeah, his Toby Huss. Nitro was, nicknamed Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was in um, he was in Halt and Catch Fire, which is a is one of the best shows of the last ten years. Uh, playing Bosworth, he's like who's like the Halt and Catch Fire is about a group of people in the eighties and into the nineties who uh, have like make a computer company and then they have like a other technology-ish things, but like kind of uh, going through the world of computers in the in the 80s and the 90s as, you know, the internet gets discovered and all this stuff. But and it's like super high stress and like drama. Nick would hate it. Probably would. Because um, it's like really dramatic, but it's also this like really like tense drama to it. And uh, yeah, Bos- Bosworth, uh, Toby, Toby Huss... Is this super serious character in it, or not even maybe not even super serious, but like he's kind of the he's kind of the happy old man, but he's like he's got like an edge, like a serious edge to him. And seeing him in this, and it's like, oh, that was a comedic actor, like, and he does great, like he does the the Frank Sinatra impression, yeah. and uh, <laughs> he's when he's all the different radio stations. I I, I really liked that. And I don't know, it totally got me when he's like, you know, like licks his finger and right. grabs one wire and then another wire and gets electrified. But he does that yeah. multiple times, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, that's definitely how wires work in submarines, and, right? And I also just like, I don't know if he was, I don't know if he was improvising during his scenes or if like stuff was like really specifically scripted, but he was very much just like off, like doing his own thing. Like the scene would be happening and then he would be like, you know, What's this like? Follow my. There were several scenes yeah. where he's like trying to follow his finger and, and bongs himself on the head. Bongs himself yeah. on the head, referencing earlier, and then like eventually he's able to dodge it. Right. Uh, and then like everybody else is back in their regular uniforms, but he's still in the pirate costume. <laughs> like that stuff boy, like that, I just love. That boy's taking a lot of electricity. <laughs> right. <laughs> that that was one of the other ones. Okay. And then the last one taking was a lot of volts. The last right. one was uh, when Captain Dodge used uh, ten hundred. Right immediately after <laughs> they said ten hundred is that that's not right. And then no, he, he says he says he says eleven hundred hours. Do you know what time that is? He says, yeah, a little af- just after ten hundred. And then the next the next scene, the next he, scene says, he says ten hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> which which yeah. But that's it. So my my opinion about this movie is that it was not funny other than those three. Um, It felt like it was trying to be a comedy, and it failed. Like, it was just a bunch of jokes that weren't funny, didn't get any laughs. Uh, I felt like it was trying to be... It aspired to be a movie like um, Airplane or Top Secret, something with, like, a lot of gags, but it just didn't have the writing. Like, it didn't have the acting. Like, it just didn't get there. It's funny it un- that he mentions un- two movies that I don't like. It under-delivered. Quite enough. Yeah, it under-delivered on kind of like everything I expected. And instead, it had like almost the makings of a half-decent like dramatic submarine movie with yeah. like the tactics and, and stuff. But it, as a result, it failed at that too because so it was, it trying was to spread like its constantly it's like... Spread itself too thin. Yeah. Yeah. It just... Like basically nothing about it worked. Okay. <laughs> Ian's wrong. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> it's my pick, and I think Ian has a valid point. I mean, no. I went back and watched this movie, and like, I mean, some of that is because I watched it like a hundred times as a kid, and then I haven't seen it in ten years, and so, right. you know, I'm probably remembering it with those nostalgia glasses. And let's face it, I'll never probably be as happy as I was when I, twenty years ago when I was watching <laughs> these films. But uh, it was still a fun movie, and I think. I, I think the main thing I have about this movie is I just love to share it with people because no one really uh, saw it or expected it. And sure. I just, it's just fun, despite what Ian thinks. It, it kept, if Ian just, has no fun, that's fine. It fun. kept relying on, like, <laughs> actors making stupid faces and being yeah. stupid and, like, slapstick comedy. And yeah. just none of it worked for I me. definitely agree. Like, the scene where, like, where Rob Schneider is yelling at the cook in the kitchen and then, like, trips and falls, and then he tries to climb up the ladder and trips and falls again, and right. then, like, he tries a third time and trips and falls again, and you're like, okay. Yeah. like It's comic gold. I love that scene so much. I like some Because it's, because, I love that scene because the cook is getting one up on Rob Schneider. Because you sh- he, sure. he sprays the, he sprays the floor and sprays the ladder. Like before he even gets yelled at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, also, I love that scene that he's smoking a cigar. First of all, the cook smoking a cigar 
while he's cooking is great. But that scene starts with him taking a drag on his cigar and then tapping yep. the ash Ashing into the sauce. I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like it's it's all these like little comedic yeah. moments that are that are just that are so that are so great, so clever. Like you can just tell. Like it. I did have like been, him in general. I did like him. It had to have been. I feel like some of this stuff had to have been either either improvised or if it wasn't like literally improvised, like the 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 actors really must have really gotten to know their characters because i i just a lot of times when you have these these ensemble comedies there's like two characters that have a personality and then everybody else just kind of is the same Mm, you know i I, like i just watched i watched billy madison recently and you know adam sandler's character has has a character uh chris farley's character has a character and then like Adam Sandler has like three or four friends yeah. that are just kind of all the same. Sure. Um, and I did not get that vibe with this. Every mm-hmm. everybody has a everybody has a a character, like a character trait that they are, you know, that they are defined by. And I love and I love it when when a movie can do can do that. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not clear if they spent uh, some extra time improving or if they at least. Gave, or if they wrote all that out, um, right. if they did improv it, they probably gave some at least good character design. Like this person right. does this, be that person mm-hmm. rather than just saying that you are sailor, whatever. Yeah. Come yeah. up with your own. We want to summarize what Kendall said. I think you can put it perfectly by saying if Patton Oswalt is like the straightest of straight men in your ensemble comedy, you're doing something right. You yeah. Know? If, Pat, right? if Patton Oswalt gets one line, is not even a joke. Yeah. It's just a normal guy, right? Like completely, and he's completely overshadowed yeah, I did, by all I, I will say, I will say that the, um, the gambling guy and the, and the athlete, yeah. their, their bits didn't land as well for me. And they seemed a little, a little generic. Although I did like the, him walking on the boat with no yeah. shoes. I right. still love the That's the Army song, Jackson, because back in when that movie came out, that was on TV constantly. Sure. Oh, Although, oh, be all you can be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it, what is valuable, though, about those two guys is they do a good job of showing how the camaraderie is built mm. between the crew over the course of the movie, right? Because when you first meet them, you're not a real athlete. You didn't really catch yeah. that. You choked, right? And they are, they're like... Too busy. They don't trust each other, and they're too busy trying to one up each other. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, guy, that like, is the point of the characters. Yeah, yeah, it's Gimli and it's Gimli and like exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so by obviously, the, I'm not sure they're meant supposed to be funny. They're just supposed to show that by yeah. the end of the movie, they all come together. Yeah. I, and I, each other. I. I just yeah. Specifically, specifically with them, um, it didn't totally land for me. Like if if I'm being like truly on, but like legitimately, like I am not. I am not playing this up at all. I was very impressed with with these. Yeah. With with the performances. Mm-hmm. I mean the the it's a basic it's a basic movie because it's a it's a comedy it's a it's a it's a platform for these character actors sure. to do characters um but there was but there was a, a good you know you're rooting for the people and and like I kind of I also kind of like a movie sometimes when I'm like I don't have to be stressed out I know that he's gonna win <laughs> you, you know and, I was stressed out a couple times like when they're yeah. trying to fit underneath the barge or whatever at the end I'm right like, oh right gosh, right yeah like the, the water's the stakes going are in, high you know? they could die and right especially, now especially and they do such a great job at the very beginning when they just are doing a just a basic vanilla dive yeah and the and it True. is crushing the ship yeah they like do. the tension is the there. string scene yeah yeah yes. exactly the string the string and that like like it's it's played for laughs but it's like you you remember that in the back of your mind like that is not them like it's not, I guess that would be absolutely terrifying in real life. Oh my god! Because <laughs> crush depth is not something you mess with. Right. I mean, right. I'm, I would not like if I had to join the navy. I'd be like, I will not be on a submarine crew. Like, and I right. would not handle it. And I will it. say, like, uh, I made it. I love we. My family loved this movie enough that we actually, when we went to San Francisco, <laughs> we went to see the USS Pampanino, and I got on it. Uh, it's sitting right next to a Cold War Russian <laughs> sub. Uh, they showed every room in that boat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's very ma- small. They yeah. definitely made it look like. Uh, there was more to that ship, but and at one point they're like, "Get to sick bay!" Like there is no sick bay. You have a bunk. <laughs> <laughs> There's like three rooms and two torpedo in the engine room and the torpedo bay. That's the whole boat. Right. You saw it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, I guess, I guess, yeah. Like that. I just, I feel like that scene where they, yeah, where they go down 500 feet because, because the thing is, they don't fix the ship after that. You know, no, so it's scrapped. So every time, every every time that they're doing anything, like in the back of your mind, you're like, 
this ship is really yeah. barely oh. holding together. And and like even even something like when that happens in Star Wars, that doesn't right yeah. that doesn't uh, that doesn't sit there in the back of your mind. Um, another another thing about this was like I mean I don't know how accurate anything is about I don't know anything about submarine warfare, but I did find that kind of that aspect of it. First of all, that it was that it was a war game, first, which is very which is very '90s as well, because we were like in that point where it's like, well, we absolutely are never going to war with anyone ever again. Right. So, um, you know, the biggest threat the biggest threat is is although you know it was like terrorism. I mean, you know, the whole point the point is actually like it's not it's not that we're worried about being invaded. It's we're worried about somebody sneaking in and blowing right. something. Well, back up. then, right, they were worried about the Russians, right? Which was kind of the, well, you had that exposition scene where he's like, you know, the Russians have these particular type of satellites, and we're scared they might come in. Well, it was right. no, it's well, not this, the Russians. He they was, were worried about uh, all the other little dictators because this is about well, this is a couple years after basically the first uh, Iraq right. War. This is well, this is the point that I'm trying to make is that he was trying to say that like you would think like the Russians, you know. Yeah. Our ultimate enemy yeah, have yeah. this capability, but in fact, we're worried about this. But like, this is obviously just coming after the fall of the Berlin Wall and sort of the end of uh-huh. the Cold War. And so, when you look at it, you know, when you follow this movie for the next twenty years, our ultimate enemy stops being Russia and starts becoming terrorism, right? But now, in the twenty twenties, it's back, back to, to being Russia again. <laughs> right? Back to you know, back. We've you know, come full circle. Come full uh, circle. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was really interesting. It's just the difference between. Um, the other submarine, the, the task force commanders not knowing that it was a diesel sub. I think that was a really nice touch mm-hmm. uh, in giving them just a little bit of kind of a believable advantage, especially the the uh, the Louis Louis scene. I I love that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's so that was so clever that he that, you know that it occurred to him that that would be and having him climb to the. You know, climb to the top, the top of the thing with the yeah. with the lamp, and I need an athlete. You're the only one I yeah. got. Yeah, which is again another example of excellent leadership, right? Is knowing what your your subordinates right. are capable of doing and utilizing them appropriately. And right. I mean, and it's all simple stuff. Like this, yeah. it was all simple stuff, but it was just like it was just like really crap. Like another movie, you would. I, I don't feel like there are. I don't really feel like there are plot holes in this movie, the way that you would have in a lot of movies that had the same kind of template. I didn't, at least I didn't notice them. And I mean, I'm not a submarine expert. Yeah. The story's simple enough that there's not really room for plot holes, but, but it, it's well, a pretty short movie too. Right. I it's mean, like it's, an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. It's, Compared I mean, to some of the movies that we've watched, it's half a movie. Yeah, <laughs> true. It was like, yeah, it was like, was it like eighty minutes or something? Yeah, something like that, which was kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like plot holes. I like there were like certain allowances and conveniences, like like the fact that he was sort of supposed to be up against the whole navy, but he ever really encounter only encountered the Orlando, or like there was like the fishing trawler that comes out of nowhere to. Yeah, to uh, save Rob Schneider. To save, yeah. Well, he just well, called him on, on a radio, probably. Yeah, I mean, or, or, like, the, fishing or the convenient barge that they followed in past the blockade sure. around the second harbor. Like, sure. like, there were... Well, I think the barge pays off by the fact that it's not actually that convenient, because it kind of... I uh, mean, it gets them past the yeah, blockade. It gets them where they need to be, but it's not everything that they need. Yeah. I don't think I, I, I which think returns the like, tension back to where you want. That's it just like that's just like a move. That's just because it's a movie. That's not really <laughs> yeah, a. I guess. Yeah, I would yeah. kind of argue though that like that barge scene, like it kind like you have this big climactic moment with the barge scene, right? Like is 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 Lake gonna be able to navigate them through this correctly? And oh my gosh, they're taking on water, and that other guy goes in the engine room, and he kind of has his moment of redemption, right? And it's like really exciting, and then you know the tension gets resolved, and then like. 10 15 minutes later i think you have another like climax moment but it's just not as good it doesn't the, the tension isn't quite as strong or they just have to make a run for it yeah or like he just fires the tor- torpedoes right and it's like yeah. is, it, is it gonna hit or not right and then it hits and it's like and you know it has this big moment where the music swells and i'm like yeah i feel like i had this moment i feel like i hit the mic there i don't know the if barge that's gonna was make... more exciting yeah like I, we just had this moment like 15 minutes ago but it was more exciting then than it is now yeah they actually do kind of uh, tease the shipping thing, too, because at one point in the movie earlier on, you probably didn't notice because you haven't seen the movie as many times as me, <laughs> is that he's actually studying the shipping schedule 
for oh really yeah in one of the earlier scenes where someone comes in and like i think it's lake it's either lake or schneider comes in to talk to him he's actually studying the shipping schedule for milford it's in his hands okay yeah i know exactly the scene you're talking (laughs) about i know exactly the scene you're talking about yeah yeah, and I mean the 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 I don't know the the torpedo like the torpedoes and like the the other side wasn't expecting the torpedoes and and obviously that yeah they do some very simple setup and yeah. pay off like yeah. like just yeah. the, one, one, the one setup tr- with the two live yeah. torpedoes and then that's what ends it. Well, yeah, the, you gotta the, blow something up. In a sonar guy <laughs> is studying the whale language, so of course he's gonna like. Yeah. I wrote that down. I'm yeah. like, he's gonna use that later. Obviously, right, I mean, we'll come yeah. back to that. There's a no. lot of movies that don't do that basic setup. That's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> it is very basic, but when, like when we're looking at an 11 percent movie. I mean, tomato. yeah, I mean, that's the credit thing. for that's that. the thing. Like, <laughs> like Ian, you don't have a sense of humor, so, so, um, this is so refreshing that this isn't coming at me this time. <laughs> so, no, no, but, like, I mean, Your you sense hate of humor fun. Is very lowbrow. You, you, well, no, I, I, I have lots of different levels of senses of humor. I appreciate lots of different. Yes, but there are twenty, like, or two hundred okay. feet, three hundred feet, five hundred. Let's feet. just say that. Let's just say this. There are, there are a lot of bad versions of this movie. This, and this is, is not one of, of this is not one of those. Like this is, this is the the plot make the plot makes sense. The the characters are compelling. It's not your style of humor, which is I mean, which is fine. Like, you, you know, different different people are gonna land differently. But I mean, it's it's well executed in a way that I mean, I'll even say I'll admit that you know as much as I love Star Trek Five, uh, this, this is way is, better. Oh yeah. Like this, this one does. You know, this one does make sense. I'm gonna go. They with Star don't Trek just out of nowhere. Really? Oh come on! They don't just out of nowhere talk, have a have a the emotional climax have something to do with Bones' dad. Okay. Like, they don't sing "Row, Row, Row Your Boat." They sing "Louie, Louie." Right. Which is way different. Which is actually a little close in quality. The bo- speaking of- Bones' line, Bones' line. Um, yeah, then why don't you know "Row, Row, Row Your Boat" is better than any joke in this film. That's. I mean, may- well. Yeah. It's a good line. That, that is, is that like is a good, good line. line. That's like the best but line. But it's in the also movie, like this so. one of two good lines in the whole. Movie. Okay. <laughs> but speaking of Star Trek, right? Like, if you would ask me what my overall take on this movie is, because I was thinking about it after watching it, like, how would I summarize my thoughts on this? And I would argue that I actually really like this movie, and the reason I do is because it felt like if I had to summarize it in one sentence. This is Star Trek Wrath of Khan, but goofier and underwater. It is so Wrath of Khan, yeah, right? Because yes. like because because the main character, I keep forgetting, is Kelsey Grammer. He is Captain Kirk. Right, same uh-huh. same uh-huh. idiosyncrasy, same kind of thing. Right, like he's secretly brilliant, but you don't realize it yet. And then he's getting out of he's has all these genius tactics to get out of these situations that you don't see coming. And thinking outside of the box is this whole thing. And then you have like this sort of ensemble cast working the submarine in a way that looks seems very and similar have, to the Enterprise. And too. you have a you have a female up and coming yeah. character who and, is... and you have a goofy guy in the engine room who pours whiskey into the engine to get it to go faster. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, Scully, how are we doing? Or Scully, how are we doing about there? Right? Right? Like, he was, I, I haven't thought about so that. So obviously it's like, it's not as serious as Wrath of Khan. And that's okay. It was goofier than Wrath of Khan, but I got similar vibes from it. And totally, moments, totally. the moments where like the movie succeeds when you like, oh, that was really cool that he thought of that. Like it's the same feeling that I get when I watch Wrath of yeah. Khan. Right? Yeah. So that's why I enjoy the movie. But And the submarine, I don't know, just the submarine stuff. I mean, I haven't watched like any submarine movies. So I'm sure that this is like a, a super textbook thing, but just like <laughs> right. them sitting on the bottom of the on the bottom of the ocean and yeah. the nuclear sub, like they're on this they're in this like antique, they're on this antique can, on the bottom of the ocean, and the and this billion dollar right. nuclear sub top top notch. You go inside of it and it looks like some it looks science fiction. It looks right. like science fiction. Looks like a spaceship inside. Looks like the uh, they, ship from Mass Effect. With the they Normandy. can't figure out. They can't figure out that these guys are right. ten feet below them, um, and 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 everybody's. You know, you're just completely trusting. You know, there's no window on the front of the boat. <laughs> right, you have no idea what they're doing. You yeah. just have one guy listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> now that might so, be. It's so that's, so. That's cool. pretty common for sub movies, actually. That might I'm be sure. another. That might be another plot hole, though, because like if they get down to five hundred feet and the thing's about to explode underwater, but then they can get to the ocean floor and just chill well, there depends, for a while. It depends how deep the ocean. So does. maybe that part of the ocean is not five hundred feet. Yeah, deep, they're in like I guess. yeah, they're wherever they're, the continental shelf is. Because after the continental uh, shelf, it drops way off. Okay. Yeah, I think I I, I didn't think, catch that, but they're on the continental shelf. Well, I mean, they're okay. outside Richmond or uh, Norfolk, which Norfolk, is yeah. on the coast. Or yeah. they call as they pronounce it in I, Norfolk. <laughs> yeah, I was I was pretty sure that he said he made some when they, they went okay. five hundred down that he went made some reference to them bottoming. Okay, I um, might have missed that, but 
um, or, or I was some, confused something at the like time. That. Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I think I think they were they were pretty clearly not more than five hundred feet down, and five hundred feet is pretty far. Yeah. Sure. You should watch some good submarine movies, though. Like Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. U571. Hunt for Red October is not below 50% on K19, The Widowmaker. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's some some good ones out there. I'm not saying I would, because I don't really watch military movies. I don't really like like war movies and military stuff. This is about as unmilitaristic of a military movie as you can get. Look, I don't know. I saw that in the Navy song, and my wife was cursing me for having that stuck in her head for three days after. (laughs) I forgot that the village people had a different song other than YMCA is a nice <laughs> reminder. I, I wanted to start doing DDR. <laughs> that was one of the. That's one of the the big DDR songs. But yeah, I thought it was. I mean, like I said, like I, I, I do think the take that this is better than Shawshank Redemption is pretty silly. That is a pretty hot take. Pretty I didn't say it was better. I said I liked it better because okay, I didn't really like Shawshank. But like, I think like. Like I said, like Kendall made this joke on our group chat, right? Like Jeff is gonna find some hidden meaning about the scene where the guy <laughs> farted in the kitchen, right? And I thought that was funny and made me laugh. And I'm like, but this is one of those movies where like there's not a lot of hidden depth to its meaning, and but that's okay, right? There doesn't need to be in every movie. It's just a fun, goofy like comedy that I think has great lighthearted moments and it works overall. It doesn't right. need to be anything more than that. And Even the that. bad guys are relatively friendly. The XO yeah. bet on the Stingray to get through and lost yeah. money. Oh, I love, yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, the only guy everyone hates is the, is uh, Admiral Graham. Yeah, I love <laughs> Which is... I think the, un- the most unrealistic thing about this movie is that, is that um, William H. Macy's character hates swearing. I'm like, you're in the Navy and you hate swearing. Come on. I'm um, sure you get those people. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. In a submarine with like I will dozens say, I will of men. I did. I did. I did laugh. I did laugh when he said, "We're the we're 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 the Navy. Don't call me sweetheart." Or he asked him not to swear. He's like, "Oh, now I've gone and done it. I've ruined my career." I ruined my career. Yeah, I laughed at that. I, I definitely um, chuckled at that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh man, what was I going to say? Okay, so about the fart joke. Okay, <laughs> coming back to. It. So okay, so like I've. Look, that I'm, fart joke was I am, plot important. It was. It was. <laughs> I am totally not above a good fart joke. Like, sure. first of all, in general. What I will say about this fart joke, what I loved about it was it was not, it did not make me want to leave the room and throw up. <laughs> like, a lot of times, a lot of times when when you have, if you have that type of humor, sure. it, it is, it, it veers into gross out humor. Yeah. Like, full blown gross out humor. This is just plain first graders think farting is funny. <laughs> and then you just get to watch say, all these people choke. I was say, in, in yeah. 1996, yeah. when yeah. this movie came out, I was six years old. I probably thought this joke was funny sure. if I watched it. I mean, I still, I, I definitely still laughed. did. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Just not so much the fart itself, but seeing everyone like suffer but, having, but not being able to say and anything. It's, and it's so great yeah. because, like, first of all, it's, it's totally apt because... You were in a little teeny tiny sure. submarine yeah. recycling that air. Right. That yeah. is not going anywhere. And the, it's a world where they're the not doing a lot of recycling. Yeah, and, and like the calm guy on the other submarines, like I heard an explosion. Was there like or an explosion? Something? Yeah, organic. Yeah, like it, yeah, you're right, Kendall. Like a lot of fart jokes couldn't come across as so low brow. It's like you're like, you know, no like no irony here, but you're going the shallowest way you can go, mm-hmm. right? But this, I feel like there was enough pieces around it that made it work. And not and not even that it's not even that it's lowbrow because I don't have a problem with lowbrow fundamentally, but like gross yeah. out humor. It's like the like gr- sometimes like, it's not sometimes someone like, like farting into somebody's mouth or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's that. not it's... somebody farting into somebody's mouth. It's not somebody like taking a poop into their chocolate ice cream and then right. giving them the ice cream. You know, the jokes my six-year-old son thinks. Although, are funny. although I will say, although I will say that one of my favorite jokes in Austin Powers is this coffee tastes like shit. It is shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll bet Ian loves Austin Powers. I actually haven't seen any of them. Really? You've never seen any no. of them? That, okay, rumor confirmed. Ian <laughs> hates fun. <laughs> I might, I might fix that at some point. At well, least see one just for I the mean, cultural references. They're but. pretty good. I kind of, I kind of want to pick that one now, right? I mean, <laughs> I will say, I will say, for Austin Powers, uh, it, that's a that's a series that I think as as an adult you only need to see the first one. You don't need to see the sequels. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen the third one, actually, now that I think about it. I think I've seen the first two. You saw the third one with me in the theater. Did I? Yes. <laughs> I guess I really remembered it then. You and me and Did Emily Ng and Amy Reed. And oh, my gosh. Wow, that was like, what, sixth grade, eighth grade? Eighth grade. Eighth grade, yeah. my goodness. 
Yeah, it came out in eighth grade, and we all saw it together. Right. I mean, I assume you were there. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I was. <laughs> I don't know. But we watched. We also we definitely watched it a bunch. Yeah. Okay. It's it was it was something. Anyway, um, any more thoughts? <laughs> No, I just love sharing this movie, and I'm glad that everyone had to watch it. <laughs> you don't get a choice. Also, Ian is the first person I've ever forced to watch the movie who was like, I hate this movie. This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> there had to be one eventually. For Ian, he was the guy in the submarine having to you, smell the fart. But You are now one in ten dentists. <laughs> Ian is, but, Ian but, according, the, but not according to like the ratings, right? right like yeah. only critical ratings. The, the fan <laughs> rating was above sixty percent. You're right. So I'm <laughs> a D is nearly, for a comedy, nearly half. That's I pretty mean, good for Rotten Tomatoes. First of all, critics always hate comedies. That's not true. I it pretty much they is. Tend to, but no, yeah, no. critics are are really really rough. That's on just it. because comedy is so subjective. Yeah, right? like, yeah, there's... but they're but yeah, and and you know, and and critics all jaded and yeah, yeah nothing's yeah. funny if it's your, been your job forever. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> critics critics tend to to be overly critical of of comedy films and horror films, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and and I mean, I would bet. I mean, sixty percent. I would. I feel like. If you can tell one joke that sixty percent of people like, then like it's not you're, too bad. You're yeah. pretty good, like especially because the other thing is, I mean, the other thing is this movie's mostly harmless. Sure. Like, yeah. like yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not overly raunchy. No. It's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they probably the joke about him not liking swearing. <laughs> it's because because they because it was PG thirteen right yeah. so they could only have one <laughs> even one like swear even, word like even the scene where when like licks like they steal all of Lick's clothes and they they're too uh-huh. tightly fit right like even that like wasn't that like inappropriate like it's, I mean it's inappropriate yeah. for the military yeah. obviously but like it, a, a normal it, it person followed would by immediate punishment yeah right, <laughs> right. It, it says it. It, it, it's it, <laughs> and she's like I can take care of myself right it's a little right. bit dehumanizing and it's also like a like a really lazy joke sure. Um, you know, when I, and I mean, in general, in general, I just mean they could have gone like yeah. more scantily oh, clad totally. than they did with that joke and they, they didn't. Right? Totally. Right. She could have walked out and, and, and carefully camera with right. no clothes on. Right. Right. You, you know, like, uh, and they, and they could have, they could have played it up for sexiness. Whereas I think it was played a little bit more for laughs. Right. Yeah. Especially like when she's walking back on the boat and it doesn't quite, she yeah. can't quite walk. Right. right. Yeah. For sure. Like I get, like I said, I I still would have preferred if like the romance between her and the main character was just not a thing. Like if, right. if it was just about their professional relationship. But like I said, I feel like it's a '90s thing where the main character eventually like gets the girl as a reward. Like that's just how movies were back then. So it's hard to judge it too too harshly right. for that. Plus, the Navy probably had at least a little bit of uh, plot power, and you definitely <laughs> don't want that. Right. <laughs> Because every movie in the '90s that used the the military, uh, basically, the military got to approve your script or not right. because they're using so much of your stuff. Yeah, and there yeah. was a couple like other moments, right, where like when they first when they're doing the dive test and they're slanted over and like everyone falls down and he like helps her back up in a very like dainty way that um, like he clearly would not do for a man. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's his. And that's an early. Like, scene that's his. Too. Yeah, that's his character. Like that's that's maybe. I, I think I think having. Having the characters not know how to deal with having a woman on board sure. is is an interesting. I mean, it's not well, maybe not. It's interesting, part of the growth of the movie. Yeah. It's 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 uh it's it's not a it's not inherently problematic the way that yeah, I guess maybe what I'm human that sexual harassment is right now. I guess what I'm trying to say that like obviously I'm not a woman, so I can't say this with any kind of confidence. But like I feel like if I were her in that situation where I'm trying to like make myself out to be an equal in a context of just a bunch of men, uh-huh. I would be a little annoyed that he helped me up right. that and way. Right, and she does, would... and she is annoyed. She's she, annoyed. I didn't, I didn't catch that from uh, her. I mean, maybe not specifically there, but she's annoyed uh, later later in the film when, when he, he says, you know, if I was a, if I was an experienced seaman, then would you, would you be, would you be going as easy on me as you are? Okay. And, and he says, I'd like to think so. And he, he says, I'd That's like to true. think so, That's which... True. Which says something about his character, but she is, she is aware. You can tell that she has, she has that uh, the chip on her shoulder. Where she that was, chip on she her shoulder. She has to yeah. establish yeah. that she is more competent than him. For sure. Even the first scene she's in, where she's talking about dive scores on the simulator. Right. She's yeah. aggressively over compensating, yeah. but but also <laughs> not in a. I, I feel like it's nuanced. Like they didn't go over the top with that. Yeah. 
Because they could have made her... To be fair, they're in a submarine, so they can't really go over the top they, anywhere. They could have made it's her... the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> they, could have, they could have really made her, like, you know... I haven't seen G.I. Jane, but, like, the you know... They could have made her Ripley from sure. Alien... They could have gone the other way and made her like yeah. super strong and or they could yeah. have made her or they could have made her more like like objectified sure. and they didn't they they made I felt like she was a a, yeah. a pretty a pretty fleshed out for for as simple a film as it, as it sure. is I felt like she was a pretty fleshed out uh, character um, and to be fair the scene that I mentioned is pretty minor you yeah know, so I don't think yeah. overall it's that important but yeah it's just I mean it's just like you kind of have to like look at this and be like is this you know. As you know, as four middle-aged dudes, is this movie sexist? We are the ones. Who, <laughs> we are the arbiters, definitively. <laughs> yes. I mean, they talk about Captain Dodge's penis more than her. So <laughs> the movie does not pass the Bechdel test. I thought. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does not pass the does Bechdel test. Yes. There's only one. There's only one woman in it. Yeah. Just by definition, um, on the cast list, even yeah. without any text from the movie, <laughs> right, it was right, impossible. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I. For some reason, I thought that I was. I thought that they eventually showed his penis. No, but <laughs> no. This Apparently is one of those cases don't. where telling instead of showing is just fine. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to see that. Right. Oh, that's an interesting thing too. Is like, she says at the end, she's like, "What? What's this? I've been hearing about uh, this tattoo or whatever." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, funny story." Like, we don't ever like hear the full story. Like he references that. She asks him, I mean, you know, what do. did you do? Don't hear from he, the Admiral. He, got yeah, drunk. he gets drunk yeah. after the, the merman's brush incident and wakes up with the tattoo. Yeah. Like the right. That's, the, that's, but there's obviously more to it than that. Is there? Is, What's what, the what merman's brush incident? They talk about it. It's when he collided with a nuclear submarine that he was supposed to be tracking. That's at the beginning of the movie. Oh, you were paying okay. attention. Daniel <laughs> Kendall, you had one I job. I was paying attention there. That was the first five I minutes. Know. I feel like there's. I feel like there's more. I feel like there's more to that story that they don't tell. Well, like I like the way that the movie does that, though, right? Because that that conversation with the admiral in the beginning does a great job of, of sort of setting up the the trap of the movie, right? Where you you get you hear this line, and I I even remember thinking after he makes those arguments, I'm like that seems all pretty fair to me. Like I wouldn't want him to be a sub captain after hearing all of that, right? Yeah. And it, the movie takes its time to disabuse you of that notion, right? And I liked that, right? I like how it set me up to think one thing, and then my mind was changed by the right. end. And even after the movie's over, like they were still right to think most of yeah. those things. None of that was wrong, right? <laughs> but it was just incomplete, right? There because they were they just weren't factoring in his strengths, right? That we were shown throughout the course. Of the I movie. mean, even with all those things, uh, I mean, he did complete the war game and win and win the bet with the, the admiral, but. <laughs> There are other sub XOs that are prop that don't have that problem. Yeah, but they don't have they don't have the upside either. That's true. Right? Like it's it's a high risk, high reward. It's not a guarantee of, of command except for that the admiral promised. Like, if you notice, like the um the admiral of the Go- or the Goliath is that what it was called the other sub uh, the Orlando the Orlando, Orlando that's right yeah the admiral of the Orlando like the captain yeah the captain sorry no, like he yeah. he had like again he was like everything the admiral wanted very straight laced right. by the book competent in that way but. Because he was those things, he failed to see through the ruses of the uh-huh. um, stingray, right? Like he didn't, like he he couldn't think outside the box enough to anticipate what was going on. You I mean, re- I, I didn't appreciate your ruse, right? Yeah, the uh, the real the real hero of the movie. <laughs> I like it, Kendall. That's a because I, I'm quoting Clerks. The only the only line so I will quote from that movie, which <laughs> I hated, which I also hated. Yeah. So the real hero of the story is that the Orlando sonar man is bad at his job <laughs> and cannot tell anything. I'm not as, is not as good as sonar. Yeah, yeah. Sonar <laughs> is is a pretty is hyper confident. So, yeah. yeah, I even remember like at the end, right when he had the moment where they offered him like the super cool top of the line sub, and oh, we'll give you the best crew ever, and he's like, no, I wanna I wanna stick with mine. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, like I was feel, I was feeling some feelings then. It was good. It was a good way to wrap up. Yeah, the movie. I mean, this was, and I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a. I don't know. I, I haven't seen Dirty Dozen since I was a little kid, so I don't know. If, well, nobody died in this movie, so that's but, that's a little bit different. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, it's Dirty Dozen or it's Major League. Like this is a this is a this is a a textbook a textbook film, but it but it's it's got some great it's got some great people in it and it's got some great uh, performances. 
And uh, Ian just doesn't like fun. Ian, what what comedies that we have watched have you liked? I mean, I am about to pick a comedy Ooh. that I like oh. for my choice for there next month. There we go. Okay, this well, I guess moment. answer but, okay. the previous ones and then uh, your new yeah, one. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Go straight answer, into answer that. The, answer the previous. <laughs> yeah, answer the previous. Now the, we're ganging up on Ian. Answer the That's question. Not very nice. What, what <laughs> previous comedies? I'm looking over the list of all the movies that we have we How many comedies have we show. done? Well, done. Clue. There, there I love you, man. Clerks. I love you, man. Clue. I love you, man. Was all right. <laughs> I didn't love it, but it was all right. Uh, what are any other ones? Little Miss Sunshine. Ah, High Fidelity. A little bit of and Stardust. Nah, Stardust. I don't yeah, know if Little Miss Sunshine counts as a comedy. Little Miss Sunshine moments. is totally a comedy. Oh man, yeah. If yeah, Stardust right. counts, then definitely I like Stardust. Stardust. I don't remember. I think that's Stardust. I think this is the only one that I really liked. Okay, Stardust was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, just Shakespeare that sells the whole movie. Everything else other than that, I don't care about. (laughs) I don't remember Stardust. I I don't remember liking it, and I don't think it's a comedy. But that's okay. I guess if I guess there are moments of comedy. Yeah, I definitely laughed out loud. It's more of a. Would you consider The Princess Bride to be a comedy? The Princess Bride, I would say, is a comedy. Absolutely. Then so is. But I feel like the prince. (laughs) So I feel like the Princess Bride is a parody of the type of movie that Stardust is. Mm, I disagree. I think Stardust is the same type of movie. I think Stardust Stardust was probably aiming to be a very similar movie. Right. Like, I don't think Stardust takes itself all that seriously. No. No. Yeah. Not at all. Especially with Shakespeare. I mean, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying, uh, look, I I don't remember, I don't remember one (laughs) single thing about Stardust. (laughs) Clearly. Right. Um, If you don't remember (laughs) Shakespeare, I got nothing for you because that was incredible. There were, I guess there were the, there were the dead kings that was, I mean, there was comic relief in it, but I I think it was. I mean, that was my introduction to Mark Strong being my favorite villain of all time in every movie he's ever in right <laughs> where like we're like i don't know princess bride is specifically a deconstruction of the genre sure like like it is it is specifically a a a, a pair a parody of the genre yeah as opposed to just having as opposed to an example of the genre that maybe has some comic relief actually radio, wanna... radio days is a comedy so <laughs> oh, yeah like i would agree i would agree with you that that Princess Bride is a deconstruction of the genre, but I do also I think like Stardust is a lesser version of that, where it doesn't deconstruct it as hard, but there are some meta elements in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It, it it brings a lot of those elements in, but yeah, it does. It's it try it still has its own story that's more important right. than the Princess Bride story. Was. Right, for sure. It takes itself more seriously, but not as seriously as like other movies of the same kind. Okay, okay, whatever. But... Okay, so the next comedy we're gonna watch. Is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the 1990 live action version? Is very fun. I promise everyone will like it. <laughs> you promise the critics. Yeah, because none of us have seen it before. But the critics don't. The critics give it a 49.5%. Jokes on you. 40%. I prefer Power Rangers. If there's anything that this podcast has told me, it's that one of us is going to walk in hating it. <laughs> Those are the only Kendall. interesting episodes, right? If we all I, like I, it. I picked it so Kendall must not like it. <laughs> right. No, I, I love this movie. I think it might I, be my turn. <laughs> I've seen I've seen it's this movie so many times. It's been a while for me, too. I don't know if I'll like it. Uh, oh, sorry. We'll see what we think about the movie next time. <laughs> I'll the guys movie around table. Spoilers. This podcast is a production of the Kendallcast Podcast Network. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Kendallcast or make a direct donation through the PayPal link at Kendallcast.ninja. Thanks for listening.